Hello and welcome to This Day Rocks from Vintage Rock Pod, the ultimate classic rock podcast, with a new episode released every single day. I'm Paul Stevenson, thanks as always for hitting play. If this is your first time listening to Vintage Rock Pod, then uh, thank you for joining in. Loads of big interviews for you to go back and listen to, including 20 Rock and Roll Hall of Famers. Yes, 20. Those interview shows come out every Monday, and then Tuesday through Sunday, you get a daily dose of rock history as we look back on the rock world on this day. So make sure you subscribe to the Vintage Rock Pod channel, feed, show, whatever it is, so you don't miss an episode. There's a new one every single day. Right, today then is February the 9th, and on this day in 1981, we lost rock and roll pioneer Bill Haley. He was just 55 years old. His classic song, Rock Around the Clock, is regarded as the first big hit of the rock and roll era, topping the charts in the UK, US and Australia. On this day in 1974, at the Palace in Detroit, the Stooges played their last show together. Well, until the reunion in 2003, that is. This show is, well, chaotic to say the least, with a biker gang throwing things at an imploding Iggy Pop who taunts them back until madness ensues. They finish the set that night with a rendition of Louie Louie. Also on this day in 1961, the Beatles, at the time comprising of John Lennon, Paul McCartney, George Harrison and Stuart Sutcliffe, played their very first show at the Cavern Club. The young band earned themselves £5 for their performance and would go on to play the famous venue another 291 times. Phenomenal. And our main story for today's show is also Beatles-themed, and it has to be really. It was another first for the band on this day. In 1964. The Beatles! Yes, on this day 59 years ago, the world would change forever. In one of the most iconic pop culture events of the 20th century, the Fab Four appeared on The Ed Sullivan Show. It was the Liverpudlians' first live appearance on US TV and set a then-record viewership figure with 73 million Americans tuning in to see the Beatles perform. Now, I couldn't let this one slip by without some fanfare, really, so I called up the founder and CEO of the Pantheon Podcast Network and host of the brilliant Rock and Roll Archaeology podcast, Mr. Christian Swain, and he takes a dive into this most iconic of events. Thank you, Paul, for having me back on. Hello, Vintage Rock Pod listeners. I'm Christian Swain, the rock and roll archaeologist, here with another quick take on some rock and roll history. October 29th, 1929, the day the stock market crashed that kicked off the Great Depression. December 7th, 1941, the day that lives in infamy and assured the United States' involvement in World War II. July 20th, 1969, the day humans first landed on the moon. Yes, there are a few other dates in the 20th century that resonate in the public consciousness because, with specific dates, historians can point to as clear a demarcation point as possible. Though it took time for all to understand the full impact of the stock market crash in 29, but for the other two dates, it was pretty obvious what the immediate and future impacts were going to be. America entered World War II, which turned out to be bad for the Nazis and Imperial Japan, and holy shit, we landed on the moon. (laughs) And that brings us to February 9th, 1964, a date as impactful as any other that could be mentioned in the 20th century. But what if we just narrow the focus to cultural impact? (laughs) Well then, 
no other date in the entire century can compete. If that's the case, without doubt, the Beatles' appearance on The Ed Sullivan Show is that date. Nothing else in culture. You know, as the Oxford says, the arts and other manifestations of human intellectual achievement regarded collectively compares to the long-lasting impact of the four lads from Liverpool playing for the first time to an American TV audience from coast to coast. Certainly no other artist or group of artists have had this kind of impact. In the end, it was calculated over 70 million Americans watched the band kick off what becomes known as the British Invasion. You know, something very nice happened, and the Beatles got a great kick out of it. We just received a wire, they did, from Elvis Presley and Colonel Tom Parker, wishing them a tremendous success in our country. And I think that was very, very nice. Now, tonight, the whole country is waiting to hear England's Beatles. Now, yesterday and today, our theater's been jammed with newspapermen and hundreds of photographers from all over the nation, and these veterans agree with me that the city never has witnessed the excitement stirred by these youngsters from Liverpool who call themselves the Beatles. Now, tonight... You're going to twice be entertained by them. Right now and again in the second half of our show. Ladies and gentlemen, the Beatles. Let's... Close your eyes and I'll kiss you. Tomorrow I'll miss you. Currently, it is the 29th of the 30 most-watched broadcasts in U.S. history. Take away the 20 entries by the American football Super Bowl game, and now it is in the top 10. The television show MASH's final episode in 1983 sits in the top spot with 105 million viewers. But it is more than fair to say there were a lot more people and a lot more televisions in America back in 83. And while MASH was without doubt a great television show of the times, it didn't move the needle culturally like what the Beatles ushered in. (laughs) Not even close. If any other television event could compare to the February 9th Sullivan appearance, we might look to the groundbreaking miniseries Roots, which aired in 1977. That presentation shows up on the list with three of the episodes in the football list top ten. <laughs> Very impressive. For black Americans, Roots was a moment where their collective struggle was being taken serious by the cultural tastemakers. For white Americans, it was a big education that had mostly been hidden from the elementary school curriculum. Other than, we made a mistake with slavery, had a war, and then America was fixed. End of story. Tonight, we present a landmark in television entertainment. Roots, the true story Alex Haley uncovered in his 12-year search across the seven generations of his ancestry. After two years of production, we present this incredible saga in an epic motion picture. Roots, the current number one best-selling novel, is the television event of the year. From primitive Africa to the Old South. In 1977, 
Roots was a big deal. But to say it blew open the doors of representation at the time or in the immediate aftermath, if that were the case, I doubt we'd be having those very conversations in 2023. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode. Available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Hey folks, Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon Podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. We're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica Report, and you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. It helped without doubt. I can say it opened my young eyes at the time, but even black Americans would agree it was a step forward, but we still had and still have a long way to go. Let's just say nobody ever suggested a black invasion occurred after it aired. But the Beatles opening and closing the Ed Sullivan show on that particular Sunday night in 1964 was the starting gun to the modern music business that many of the models, trends, maxims, etc. are still in place today. The self-contained artist, the making of the rock star, the album, the studio, almost all of it really begins on that day. Sure, there was the build-up. Rock and roll was 10 years mature by then. You can learn all about that in our early rock and roll archaeology episodes. But while Elvis and Chuck and Buddy and the handful of others started the mystery train rolling, as we point out, by 1960, at least in America, the establishment assumed this music was a fad. And to the UK listener, the Fab Four were fab there for almost a year. 
Yes, they were already a big deal. In fact, that's how Sullivan found them. He just happened to be at Heathrow Airport when John, Paul, George, and Ringo returned triumphantly from a short tour of Sweden. And so Ed witnessed the usual pandemonium that followed their every move by late 1963. But sorry, jolly old England, (laughs) it just doesn't hold a candle to America in the 1960s, where the streets are supposedly paved in gold. And to the Beatles, well, to almost all the Brit musicians of the time, America was their mecca. If you can make it there, you can make it everywhere. Right? (laughs) I believe a previous pop star said that once. But the modern recording industry still runs on Beatles' power. Granted, it may finally be waning now, after almost 60 years has passed. So, change is inevitable. But... That is still 60 years of, if not being the pinnacle, still constantly being in the cultural zeitgeist. Every time it seems like their influence wanes, something comes back to prove their outstanding relevance and achievements to the culture. I'll bet most of you saw Peter Jackson's Get Back from 2021. And we just got a remastered revolver last year. And that's just keeping them in the conversation. I believe there wouldn't have been much of a rock and roll story without them. Nor much of one if they didn't break up, for that matter. (laughs) Nor much of a counterculture, which is, by and large, the culture today. Would someone have come around to take their place? Oh, I don't know. I kind of think it had to be them. Those particular four guys at precisely that particular time. There is one more date in the 20th century that I should mention, that date being July 16th, 1945, the day humans first tested an atomic device at the Trinity site in Los Alamos, New Mexico. This was a scientific, engineering, and technological achievement. It, too, had significant cultural impact and still does to this day. So, if we can make the closest equivalent to 20th century impact to that February 9th date in 1964, yeah, it would be that of a nuclear explosion. And of course, you can hear our take on all of that in our Beatles episodes 7 and 8 of Rock and Roll Archaeology. I'm Christian Swain. Thanks to Paul for having me on the Vintage Rock Pod. And you all keep up the rocking. And that is it for today's episode. I will, of course, be back tomorrow with more On This Day Rock goodness. So until then, take care. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett. 
Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 